Hello, and welcome back to the Save the Cat podcast. I'm Naomi Beatty, and today we're continuing our deep dive into the Save the Cat beat sheet. And I know I've said this before, but today we're going to look at what I think is the most misunderstood of all the beats on the beat sheet, and that is the finale. So let's talk a little more generally about the ending of your screenplay first and talk about why it's important. Maybe most obviously, the end is where the plot is resolved. It's where we see whether the characters succeed or fail in terms of the external thing they were trying to achieve. If the writer has done his or her job well, it's the thing we've been on the edge of our seats waiting the entire movie to see. And because the entire movie is building up to the ending, it's usually also the height of the movie's entertainment value, meaning it's probably the biggest set piece in any genre of movie. It's the part that attempts to offer really big laughs or scares or excitement or heart. And the ending is also where we see what it all means. The lesson the story is meant to impart is applied, and we get to see if there's any truth to it. So the ending of your story is vital, and yet I see so much confusion about the finale beat, and I think that it happens for a few different reasons. First, I think it happens because we don't spend as much time thinking about the end of our stories as we do the beginning. Because when we come up with a new idea for a script, it's very often the setup or the situation that intrigues us. The what if, right? And when we start developing the idea, a lot of times the fun and games gets a lot of attention because that's where that what if question gets to stretch its legs and show off a bit. The fun and games section gives us much of the promise of the premise, so a lot of times that's where our attention and effort is directed in the beginning. Um, another reason the finale beat might be confusing is the name. Finale sort of sounds like it's the last thing we see, the final moment or something, right? But remember, on the beat sheet, we have a final image. That's actually the visual that represents the end of the story and the end of the character's arc. And one other piece of confusion probably comes from mistaking the finale for the climax of the story. The climax isn't a term we use in Save the Cat very often, but I think you could say the climax is more like the final battle between the protagonist and the antagonist. In Save the Cat terms, it's probably closest to the execution of the new plan, which is point number five in Blake's five-point finale. So if the finale isn't the final thing we see, and it's not the climax or the final battle between the protagonist and the antagonist, then what is it? This might surprise you if you haven't revisited the book recently, but in Blake's first Save the Cat book, he describes the finale beat as all of Act 3, everything after the break into 3 and before the final image. So that's an interesting distinction to make. The finale is Act 3. So the finale is the entire resolution of the story, or maybe more accurately, the entire process of resolving the story. Blake says this is where we wrap it up, and it's where the lessons learned are applied. It's where the protagonist takes what they've learned and um, takes everything that he's experienced in the movie and with all of that new knowledge, finally takes action to try to resolve the story and achieve success, whatever that might mean in your particular movie. So let's look at an example and see if we can tell the distinctions between the finale, the climax, and the final image. 
In the movie Bridesmaids, the break into three happens after Annie has a falling out with her best friend Lillian at Lillian's bridal shower. And very quickly after that, Annie begins trying to get her own life in order, which is the beginning of her process of resolving the story. We see her break up with her no-strings-attached guy. We see her starting to take care of all the little things she's been neglecting. We see her trying to apologize to Officer Rhodes, the good guy she has treated badly. And then after some time, she gets one more opportunity to do the thing she'd been trying to do the whole movie, to be her best friend's maid of honor. On the day of the wedding, Annie learns Lillian is missing, so she swings into action, locates her best friend and talks her off the ledge, and gets her to her wedding on time, like any good maid of honor would do, right? So all of Act 3, where the character is making their push to resolve the internal and external issues that have been building up over the course of the movie, that's all the finale. And then that last battle that wins the war is what we might consider the climax of the movie, and that's just one part of the finale. And then our final image in this movie is seeing Annie finally move forward uh, toward the life she really wants by driving away with Officer Rhodes. Okay, so there's much more to say about the parts that make up the finale. We could probably talk for hours about the five-point finale that Blake talks about in his um, Save the Cat Strikes Back. But I hope this episode has given you some food for thought and some clarity around the finale beat so that when you're working on the beat sheet for your story, you have a solid framework for thinking about what you need in your finale. And that's all for today. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of our deep dive into the Save the Cat beat sheet. In the meantime, post any questions and thoughts you have in the comments. I'd really love to hear them. And until next time, happy writing.